Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Thursday, November 23rd, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. In Riverside, the weather is looking pleasant with a high of 72.7 degrees and a comfy low of 58.9 to ease us into the evening. Now, let's glance at the top stories we're following for you. First up, in a dramatic turn, OpenAI researchers have sounded the alarm on a recent AI breakthrough. And it's causing waves. The company's CEO is out. We'll dive into the details of what led to this significant shift at the helm. Next, we're taking you to a Florida courtroom where a new ruling is sparking controversy over Tesla's autopilot system. Questions are swirling about what Tesla knew regarding potential flaws. Stay tuned for an in-depth analysis. And on a lighter note, science has served up some tantalizing findings. Researchers have unlocked secrets on how the brain influences our eating habits and taste preferences. We'll be exploring what these breakthrough discoveries mean for your next meal. Keep it right here on Alex's News to get the full scoop on these stories and more. We're following a developing story that's shaking up the tech industry and raising serious questions about the future of artificial intelligence. OpenAI researchers reportedly sent a profound warning to the company's board of directors about a significant breakthrough in AI. It's my understanding that this breakthrough could potentially pose a threat to humanity. For more on this, let's turn to our tech reporter, Ethan, who's been closely following the situation. Ethan, can you bring us up to speed on this alarming development? Absolutely, Grace. Sources familiar with the matter have revealed that OpenAI researchers penned a letter to the board highlighting their concerns over a powerful AI algorithm called Q, pronounced QSTAR. They fear the potential consequences of pushing forward with this technology without fully grasping its implications. This algorithm shows promise in solving complex mathematical problems, and there's a belief it could be a stepping stone towards achieving artificial general intelligence, or AGI, which is the ability for AI to understand or learn any intellectual task that a human can. That sounds like quite the breakthrough. Could you explain a little bit more about why this Q algorithm is causing such concern among the researchers at OpenAI? Of course, Grace. AGI presents both incredible opportunities and risks. In the right hands, it can lead to advancements in medicine, science, and economics. But AGI could also mean the creation of an intelligence that surpasses human cognition, raising the specter of unintended consequences if it goes uncontrolled or is used maliciously. The researchers believe we're not ready for the Pandora's box we're about to open. I see. And this letter is also linked to some major upheaval at opening including CEO Sam Altman's ouster, correct? That's right. The leaked details of this letter are believed to be directly tied to Altman's temporary removal from his position. Although OpenAI hasn't officially spoken about the board's decision or the contents of the letter, the incident clearly rattled the organization deeply. Despite Altman's ouster being part of a broader set of issues, it was the collective stance of more than 700 OpenAI employees that seemed to turn the tide and led to his reinstatement. Staffers threatened to quit en masse and move over to Microsoft in solidarity with him. Given the contention and the high-stakes implications here, what are the potential consequences we're looking at if this queue suddenly goes to market or into the wrong hands? The exact nature of this breakthrough hasn't been disclosed, 
so we're dealing with a lot of unknowns. But the fear is that if AGI is commercialized hastily, we could confront scenarios where the AI makes decisions with far-reaching implications, possibly without human oversight. This could involve anything from cybersecurity breaches to influencing socioeconomic policies. And, the researchers' reluctance to comment further suggests there's much more under the surface that they're not ready or willing to disclose publicly. With such a pivotal technology developing, are there any indicators of what OpenAI plans to do next with Q? OpenAI has remained tight-lipped about its future plans for Q. It's uncertain whether they'll share more details or if they're reassessing their approach after the internal fallout. What is clear is that with researchers raising the alarm, the tech community and regulatory bodies will be watching OpenAI's next move very closely. Absolutely. The world will definitely be keeping an eye on this. Thank you so much for that insightful update, Ethan. Happy to discuss it, Grace. Stay tuned. We'll continue to monitor this story closely and bring you updates as they come in. Now, moving on to story number two. Chloe, we're diving into a story that's causing quite the stir around the car industry and tech sector. The latest ruling from a Florida judge has some serious implications for Tesla and its CEO Elon Musk. Can you fill us in on what's happening? Absolutely, Grace. So, the crux of this situation is a lawsuit that's been allowed to proceed to trial. A lawsuit filed back in 2019 against Tesla, claiming gross negligence and even intentional misconduct related to their autopilot system. And the reason it's making headlines now is that the judge found evidence suggesting Tesla and Elon Musk were aware of significant flaws in the system but continue to endorse it. That's quite a hefty accusation. What kind of flaws are we talking about? And how did they come to light? The flaws revolve around the autopilot's ability, or rather, the inability, to detect crossing trucks. Incidents cited include a crash in 2019 where the driver was killed when their Tesla collided with a semi-truck. And it bears eerie similarities to a crash in 2016 with the same type of failure. This has led to the judge stating that there's reasonable evidence to suggest that Musk, along with other Tesla executives, were aware of the issues with autopilot. Knowing that, how did the court make the connection between Musk's awareness and these tragic incidents? Well, Grace, it comes down to internal documents and testimony from Tesla engineers that were brought forward, indicating that Musk was deeply involved in the autopilot program. The evidence portrayed by the plaintiff's legal team suggests that Musk knew there was a potentially fatal defect when it came to detecting cross-traffic yet failed to remedy these concerns. And how might this play out for Tesla? These are pretty serious allegations. The stakes are high. If the lawsuit is successful, particularly with claims of intentional misconduct, we could see punitive damages awarded. Beyond the financial impact, such a ruling could severely damage Tesla's reputation for safety and innovation, two key selling points for the company. And the ruling mentions something about the plaintiff able to argue the inadequacy of Tesla's warnings? That's right. The judge has allowed the plaintiff to argue to jurors that the warnings provided by Tesla, particularly in their manuals concerning the autopilot's limitations, were simply not sufficient. This suggests that there might be a disconnect between Tesla's internal acknowledgement of risks and how these were communicated, or not communicated, to consumers. Given this disconnect, could there be broader implications for the self-driving technology industry? Potentially, yes. This trial could set a significant precedent for how companies market innovative but still developing technologies, 
highlighting the balance between promoting new features and ensuring user safety. It may also lead to more stringent regulations in the industry moving forward. Certainly a situation to keep an eye on. Well, Chloe, we appreciate you bringing us the latest on this unfolding story. Thank you. My pleasure, Grace. Good evening. Here are some other headlines we have for today and bear in mind these will not be covered later. This is all the information you have. Today's most significant headlines reflect a mix of international political developments, humanitarian concerns, financial news, and cultural events. Let's take a quick look at the five key stories. We begin with important developments in the Middle East, specifically dealing with asterisk asterisk hostage deal and Middle East ceasefire asterisk. Israel and Hamas have reached what appears to be a significant agreement, involving both a ceasefire and the release of hostages. Despite encountering challenges in the negotiation process, the parties achieved a temporary truce in Gaza, which is set to begin on Friday. Humanitarian groups are focusing on the need for increased aid and improved access to the region in light of this development. Furthermore, Israel has revealed the existence of a large Hamas militant base reportedly located under the Shifa hospital in Gaza City. Turning to European politics, asterisk asterisk Geert Wilder's election victory asterisk marks a dramatic turn. The far-right, anti-Islam populist politician has earned a victory in Dutch elections. This win suggests a shift in the Netherlands' political environment and is indicative of the rising tide of right-wing movements across Europe. In financial news, we're observing some caution flags on the global stage with asterisk asterisk global financial warnings and movements asterisk. Germany finds itself at the receiving end of warnings from the Bundesbank concerning its financial sector's future. Meanwhile, Denmark's pharmaceutical company Novo Nordisk is investing heavily in France, boosting its production capacity with an investment of $2.3 billion. Stock markets see a relatively stable upward trend this November, even as the oil sector grapples with a drop in prices amidst the forthcoming OPEC Plus meeting and its uncertain outcomes. Focusing on China, asterisk asterisk China's economic developments asterisk provide a mixed picture. Jiangxi, a Chinese wealth management firm, is grappling with hefty liabilities, totaling some $64 billion, pointing to potential insolvency. Also of note, China is reportedly scaling back its crude oil imports from Venezuela, apparently due to the possibility of U.S. sanctions being lifted, causing market disarray. Finally, a touch of culture and reassurance with asterisk asterisk cultural and public safety news asterisk. The iconic Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has kicked off, replete with its balloons, bands, celebrities, and Santa, celebrating a storied American tradition. And in more somber news, following a tragic accident at Niagara Falls, officials have confirmed that there is no indication of terrorism involved in the incident at the Rainbow Border Bridge, which sadly witnessed two fatalities. That rounds up our overview for today. It is a day captured by the hope of peace in a contentious region, a political shift in the heart of Europe, cautionary economic tales, strategic investments, a sprinkle of cultural festivities, and a sigh of relief concerning a somber incident. Stay with us for more on these and other stories. We're moving on to our third story of the morning, and it's one that just about anyone who's ever had a meal will find fascinating.
Researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, are uncovering some intriguing details about how our brain reacts to the flavors we encounter during a meal. To delve deeper into this topic, we have our specialist correspondent, Ethan, joining us. Ethan, can you give us an overview of what these researchers have found? Absolutely, Grace. The team in San Francisco has been exploring how neurons in our brain respond when we perceive different flavors. Their research, which was recently published in Nature, tells us that our sense of taste is more than just about enjoying our food, it's actually a critical part of how our brain helps us regulate what and how much we eat. That sounds pretty groundbreaking. Can you explain how these neurons might impact our eating habits? Certainly. The researchers discovered that specific neurons in the brain are activated by the taste, and what's fascinating is that these neurons actually help in curbing food intake. This means the way we perceive the taste of our food can directly influence the brain's decision to tell us, hey, that's enough, stop eating now. Understanding this could have major implications for tackling weight loss and developing personalized diet plans. It's like our own brains have a built-in dietary advisor. Now, shifting gears a bit, there's a related study from Caltech concerning a very specific taste, salt. What can you tell us about their findings? Right, so our relationship with salt is pretty complicated. It's essential for our bodies, but too much salt can lead to health problems. Caltech scientists have identified a neural circuit that deals specifically with how we handle the taste of salt. It also involves the forebrain and influences whether we find salty foods tolerable, depending on our body's sodium levels. This study, which is detailed on technology.org, is causing quite the stir because it presents a possible pathway to managing salt intake through the brain. You mentioned earlier the brain circuit for salt appetite discovered in 2019. Is this new research a continuation of that? Precisely, Grace. The 2019 discovery showed us the circuit that creates a craving for salt, but what we didn't know, until now, was how the brain decides when enough salt is enough. These findings essentially complete the picture, showing us how our brains can distinguish whether we should indulge in that salty taste or back away from it. And there's a hormone involved here too, right? Could you tell our listeners a bit more about that? Yes, indeed. It turns out that a hormone called prostaglandin E2, which was not previously linked to sodium intake, plays a role in modulating these tolerance neurons. It's a big deal because it opens up the possibility of new interventions for salt consumption, which, as we know, is a key concern for public health. With these discoveries providing such insight into our eating habits and taste preferences, do you think we're close to seeing practical applications for weight loss or managing salt intake? We might be, Grace. Both the UCSF and Caltech studies offer important clues for the development of treatments. The UCSF research gives us a lead on potential weight loss drugs that can target the taste signals in gut interactions that suppress our appetite. As for the Caltech findings, understanding the salt aversion circuit and hormone interactions could lead us to new ways to control salt consumption, which is crucial for reducing health risks associated with high sodium intake. This is indeed exciting and complex stuff. Ethan, thank you for breaking down these studies for us. We'll all be watching closely to see how this research evolves and starts affecting our daily lives. It's been my pleasure, Grace. Can't wait to see where this research takes us. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, 
and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.